May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Well, folks, we have arrived at another Palm Sunday outside of our building, uh, but it is still Palm Sunday and it is still Holy Week and we will faithfully celebrate it uh, as we did last year in whatever way we can in our current circumstances. Palm Sunday to me always feels kind of like that moment uh, when you're on a roller coaster and you're doing and you're going up the last moment you get to the very top before you drop down and everything is scary. So the context for this in the Gospel of Mark, which we have been uh, walking through this year and whose version of this we heard earlier in the service, is that, uh, so Jesus is along with his followers and a lot of other Jewish people making the journey to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And not too uh, far before this in Mark's gospel is the experience of the transfiguration. So some of Jesus's disciples um, experience the revelation of Jesus's true nature, but Jesus has spent, um, the entire gospel of Mark asking people not to tell other people about him. And um, he has really been letting his actions speak for him, for themselves. And a lot of people really misunderstood who misunderstand who Jesus is and what he's about. Even the people who were there for the transfiguration kind of missed the mark about what Jesus is doing. And he has been predicting his own death for a while now. And uh, the Jerusalem during this time would have been, this would have been a tense time because the population would have probably at least doubled at, of Jerusalem as all these people flooded in to celebrate this extremely important feast of the Jewish year. And Romans were probably concerned about um, uprisings. And Jesus uh, decided um, to go to Jerusalem, even though it was like the least safe place on planet earth for him to be. So he, even if everyone around him didn't really realize how dangerous it was for him to go, he did. And he went anyway. So he, he had some options here with his decision on what he was doing. He could have a chosen not to go to Jerusalem this year, could have just avoided it altogether. Um, or he could have kind of gone in low key um, but Jesus doesn't really do anything low key, especially not uh, this. So he's, instead of doing that, he, he stages this very um, theatrical entrance. And you can tell that he stages it because Mark, uh, the writer of this gospel, takes great pains to inform us that he had like set this whole thing up. He, he tells his disciples, go get this colt, I'm going to ride on it. So he gives people the opportunity to make a huge deal out of him. And it's it's kind of, I was as I was reading it this year, it really struck me. It, it really reminds me of, of a protest march in a lot of ways. It feels very celebratory and very joyful, but it's also this assertion of like the true kingship of the Messiah over and above imperial rule, which is a pretty controversial thing to do. And so he, he goes, he like deliberately with the, with the way that he stages this, he deliberately evokes this messianic imagery. So in, a, in this interesting way, 
Jesus never refers to himself as the Messiah or the Christ in Mark's gospel. He never uses that term to describe himself, but he is kind of claiming that identity really clearly for the first time with this demonstration on Palm Sunday. And we all know how this story is going to go. He, he is not low key in his entry to Jerusalem. And then he is not low key in the temple. He goes to the temple and instead of just minding his business, he stages another big disruption there and turns over the tables and cleanses the temple. And he does, he does enough that he upsets enough people that they do arrest him and send him to Pilate and he is ultimately executed. And so the thing that is so striking about this is how deliberate it all is to me. You know, I think sometimes we can sort of see the events of Holy Week as something that happened to Jesus and they're very difficult and tragic. And I think we often feel um, when things are difficult and tragic in our lives, that they are things that just happen to us and that we then have to deal with. And I think that's very normal because that's often what does happen, like what happened to all of us as a community this week. You know, none of us signed up for the events of Monday afternoon, right? But Jesus, is different in this situation. He had, a, like I said before, he had a lot of choices. He, he could have, he knew very well that if he went to Jerusalem and made a big deal, he would be killed. And so he could have not gone to Jerusalem. He could have just kept bouncing around Galilee. And I mean, maybe someone would have come and got him eventually. But really the people who in Mark's gospel, at least are primarily blamed for the death of Jesus are the chief priests and the scribes who are this very tiny sliver of the Jewish population, very privileged, very tiny minority. And they really only had power in Jerusalem. You know, at this point, Jesus wasn't a violent revolutionary. The Romans probably didn't care that much about him. So he, he chose I mean, they made it the Romans' problem. He made himself the Romans' problem also. I mean, so he chose to do this and that changes the way that I interpret Palm Sunday and the events of Holy Week. If, if Jesus, is, Jesus is fully empowered and deliberate, um, what does that tell us as Christians who, as Paul explains, are called to follow Jesus' example and to, to be made in the likeness of Christ. What does that mean for us? So, so Paul is in the letter to the Philippians that we just heard, is talking about um, Jesus and what his whole deal is. And he, he says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And the Greek word that we translate for mind in English um, might be better translated as, as soul or nature. So it's not just about like you having the same thoughts as Jesus. It's about, Paul is, is hoping that we, is, is asking us to take on Jesus's, Jesus's nature, the way Jesus is. Um, and so the, and the nature of Jesus that he described is that he was in the form of God, but that he did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited and instead emptied himself, taking on human form, and was so humble and obedient 
that he was obedient to death, even death on a cross, this extremely painful and shameful way of being killed. And so if we interpret, if we use that lens to look at Jesus's actions here on Palm Sunday, and then throughout the week, we can see that Jesus is bravely and faithfully and deliberately following the call that God has laid on him, walking the road that he has been laid before him, despite the fact that he understands that there will be suffering on the way. And so for us, as we go through Palm Sunday, you know, what's the, the, there's, it can feel difficult, you know, to have, we get the good news of Easter at the end, right, of this, but it can be, sometimes it feels hard for me to see a lot of good news elsewhere <laughs> in Holy Week. Um, but, you know, Mark, what he calls, he's the first one to use the word gospel to describe this. Um, story of Jesus and Mark devotes half of his gospel to the story of the passion. So he clearly thinks that this last week of Jesus' life has some good news in it. And as we are uh, walking this week, we walk Holy Week with Jesus every single year. And it is always kind of an intense experience. Uh, we have this very beautiful high of Palm Sunday where we're celebrating, we're saying Hosanna. Um, we're, we're recognizing how, how kingly Jesus is. And then it's like, we all come crashing down, uh, on Thursday and Friday, particularly, but then, you know, we go back up with Easter at the end. And so this year, uh, I find myself particularly in need of this, uh, reminder of what Holy Week is for, which is a a look there's a there's a reason why we, we we spend this whole week with Jesus in this way every year and because it's a reminder of the fundamentals of our Christian vocation the good and the difficult and so we as the body of Christ we also need to faithfully follow Christ the way that Christ followed his own call and the promise of that, you know, we say Hosanna and then we, and we, but we also might suffer. You know, we, if we really follow our call, our Christian vocation, we, we will definitely be uncomfortable because, you know, as Jesus shows us, uh, being faithful and loving the way that God calls us to does not always jive with the norms of society around us. So we might be uncomfortable at the very least, and we may also suffer the way that Jesus did. But also, we, like these people, on the way into Jerusalem, understood, we know that Christ is Lord. And that death is never the end of the story. And that the ways of the world are not the ways of God. And that ultimately, all things are worked out. For the life of us, the life of the world. And we know that love will always, always win. So as we walk Holy Week, I invite you to the observance of Holy Week with us this, this week. We have uh, devotionals and daily prayer happening. We have the Stations of the Cross liturgy electronically. We have the liturgies of the Triduum being offered. We have an opportunity 
to walk this week with Jesus, to feel all of the feelings that this week invites, all of the grief, all of the joy, all of the complexity that that invites. Because it, it is so grounding of our vocation and it will, it will energize you the way it does me, I promise, to observe this with Jesus. Because it is only if we really faithfully do all of the previous week that we fully understand uh, the, the real impact of the ending, which I know you all know the ending. Uh, come, come find out on, on Saturday night at seven if you don't know. But so today we can pause in this space. We can say Hosanna, we can be joyful, even though that might be hard this week. But let's, let's walk, let's walk Lent, the, this Holy Week together so that we can, uh, so we can experience the truth that God highly exalted Jesus and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Amen.